Good evening and welcome to Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. You're here with your hostess, Lauren Smith. And tonight we're going to be talking to Kenny Irish, the cryptopunkologist. But before we get into it, I just wanted to ask you guys to go ahead and show the Nightcaller's team some love by hitting the thumbs up on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. And don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss the new content that I put out every single week. Um, for a list of all of my content that I do put out, you can go to nightcallersproductions.com and there's a list of all the podcasts that I am a part of and host or produce, um, as well as the other segments that I put out for Nightcallers. So go check it out. And I'm just going to go ahead and get into the show. And we have Kenny Irish. How are you doing tonight, Kenny? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good deal. Good deal. Thank you for coming on the show. I It's it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and this, and I've got both eyes open this week, which is I'm which so is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I get this, I get this like strange. Um, uh, it's it's like a um, ulcer mm -hmm. in my eye every once in a while, and then it just, I I can't open it, <laughs> and That's I look, crazy. I look like a total complete freak. So I mean, more than usual. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't know if this is a gonna be a good thing so so uh -huh. i apologize for having to cancel last week and hey you know, I, it's hey it happens it happens i felt so bad for you because i've been there i used to get i don't know if it was pink eye or what but i used to get it every single year around the same time and i would look like i had an allergic reaction to something and it was yeah so i i get it i also didn't do podcasts then so I right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally, if I started yelling Adrian, I would have looked like Stallone, you know, in Rocky. I mean, just yeah. all beat up looking. So. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, I'm glad that you're on this week. I'm glad that you have both eyes. Um, <clears throat> Thank you. I know you said if you had an eye patch, you would have made it work. But, oh, you know. eye patch and a pirate hat. I would have <laughs> totally rolled with it. But Oh, that's something you might need to add to your list of things right. to acquire. I'm just saying. You Amazon, know. Amazon. Yes. <laughs> keep your uh, keep your podcast game strong. Yes. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started if that's all right with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a standard question for the beginning. What got you into cryptids, monsters, folklore? Um, from a <clears throat> real young age, like a lot of uh, you know, young boys, you know, I loved monsters, and uh, I remember watching the cartoon Godzilla, and uh. Uh, then watching the movie and then somebody had mentioned to me, I, I'm originally from Northern Vermont. Mm -hmm. So I live near Lake Champlain and um, I had somebody mentioned to me, you know, about, Hey, you know, did you know there's a monster in the lake? And I mean, you know, I, I think I was maybe like four at that time. And mm -hmm. uh, I was like, no, no, you, is that real? And they're like, yeah. So, and that was pretty much it from there. I mean, uh, again, you know, King Kong Godzilla fan and, and having mm -hmm. the, the thought of an actual like Godzilla type creature living mm -hmm. in the water, you know, a couple miles from my house was just, uh, I don't know, it blew my mind. And that, that yeah. just kind of, kind of set me off on this, uh, strange weird awkward path that i've been on for the last uh, i don't know about 40 years <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's it's so that's that's pretty much that was kind of you know the dive in you know yeah. i was i was uh you know i had I had a, a an imagination that just kept running and running i mean nowadays they call imagination add but you know back yes. then it was it was it was an imagination and uh you know yes. i just i just kept drawing you know creatures and um you know just just you know reading books and um i remember every week there was a this there was a certain book it was a, a king kong book and i actually have a copy of it now but i remember every week i would i would go to the library um in my school 
and I would re-sign it out. So I'd come oh, in with it and yeah. then just re-sign it out just to bring it home and keep reading it over and over again. Oh, I remember awesome. I remember the uh, librarian one time made me like turn it in and I had to go like a week without it because she was <laughs> concerned that other kids would want to look at it. Nobody, no, nobody, nobody took it out. It. So <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody took yeah. it out. So, uh, um, and it, yeah, so that was, that, that that's, you know, just, I kind of, as everybody kind of grew out of it, you know, the mm-hmm. whole monster thing, you know, I kind of stayed in it and, um, you know, kind of a little bit under the radar. So that way, you know, I didn't, yeah. didn't get beat up or anything. So. <laughs> the weird kid. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I always tell people, it's like, I wasn't the weird kid, mm-hmm. but like I sat next to the weird kid. Like, like I had the weird kids back. Like I was yeah. almost that kid. So, yeah. um, so very close. Hey, I love that, man. I love hearing that. Um, actually, I know it's kind of off topic, but before I came on tonight, I watched the movie Wonder. I don't know if you've okay, ever seen yeah. that. I and uh, I watched it with my son and I cried throughout the entire movie. And he was like, Mama, this is not a sad movie. Why are you crying? And I was like, because I just know that you're the kind of kid that's going to be nice to that kid. And that just means a lot to me. And um, it was just my husband was just sitting over there shaking his head like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't help it. Like the weird kids, like I was a weird kid, but I hung out with the popular kids. Right. And if I could go back, nah, I would, have, I would have just sat at the table by myself happily. And, and, uh, but as an adult, I'm now friends with all the weird kids and I love it. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Agreed. 100%, 100%. Yeah. I have embraced the weird. All my people are weird. I love it. So, um, but That's okay. Great. So when did you, turn from just being into it to researching it? Um, I'd say probably it was right around my senior year in high school. Um, like when I got Very into early. high school, well, when I got into high school, like I kind of, you know, I, I hung on to like, you know, the love that I had, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, now I really got to figure out who I am, what I'm going to be doing. Because, you know, when you're, you're a freshman in high school, that's a big deal. You know, you think yeah. you're, 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 you know, you think, okay, well now I'm an adult. No, no, you're just in high school. You're in ninth grade. But, <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I started go, kind of going more towards, you know, like guitars, music, different mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and then it was, it was my senior year. I took a class called Gothic Tales and I took it just for the credits. Right. Um, I didn't really know, know what it was in, um, uh, you know, cause you know, I'd see a lot of like the kids that were going in there and they weren't like the weird kids. They were like, you know, kind of, I guess like the, the rough kids that, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, were always getting in trouble. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. You know, cause yeah. again, it, it, I heard it was an easy credit, but I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll take it. And, and I was intrigued by it. Cause I, 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 at that time, like I still liked writing. And so I'm like, Gothic tales. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. You know, sounds pretty neat. And, uh, um, so I ended up taking the class and the whole semester. All we did was we watched like Stephen King movies. Um, we, we watched different horror movies and we would talk about them after. And That's awesome. Them. And then we ended up, <laughs> well, the, the coolest thing about it is I found this out too. It was, um, the, the teacher who was um, teaching the class, it was his last year. He was retiring after that. And he, we started talking and he, he said, Hey, was your mom, Audrey? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, how's she doing? I'm like, oh, well, she passed away. Like when I when I was eight, he's like, oh, wow. He, he was her English teacher. He was my mom's really? English teacher. Yeah, That's so that, awesome. that, that blew my mind. And um, so I already like had this like comfort level, you know, being in there. And then um, right. we ended up doing this one section towards the end of it where um, he, he brought up the word cryptid. And I, I'm like, I, I've, nobody knew what that was. I didn't know yeah. what it was. I had yeah. never heard anything like that. And um he uh you know he brought up bigfoot i'm like well you know i'd, I'd heard 
you know, stories and, you know, but my understanding was there was one, you know, it just like Santa it, Claus. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, again, I knew of champ and, uh, I mean, that was about it. I mean, that was, you know, um, I mean, you know, there were, you know, I, I'd read different books and, you know, they, they'd bring up, you know, different, different creatures and different mm -hmm. things, but, you know, nothing that, you know, to, to me, you know, that, that was really, you know, I guess, you know, had, had a, a lot of content to it. So, um, you know, we started talking about that. We did a segment on that and that's, that's when I kind of really started looking into them and figuring out, you know, Hey, wait a minute, what is this? There's more to this. Um, so it's not just champ and Lake Champlain, but there's, there's other places. I mean, I'd heard of like Loch Ness. Um, but you know, other than that, I mean, that was it. I mean, yeah. it was champ Loch Ness and then you'd hear the occasional Bigfoot story. I, I had a, a good friend who, um, and they lived in Morrisville, Vermont. They would joke about, you know, how they would, you know, like dress up like a Bigfoot and chase people that were coming down the trail on ATVs. And, you know, and I never, yeah. again, you know, I just never really thought anything of it. And, uh, but it's, yeah, apparently, um, yeah, it turns out, okay, well, I guess, I guess there's sightings all over the place. It's, there are, you know, and it's more than one, more than one. So, uh, That's and, yeah. and so that, that kind of, you know, kept me kind of, you know, on the, the path that, that I was on and, um, you know, and, and I mean, I had gone out in the woods, I had done different things, you know, nothing, nothing major, you know, because um, mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. So, you know, so I just kept reading the books and, um, you know, researching and, and doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And, uh, and yeah, so I mean, that's kind of how I got into it. And then what kind of, you know, gave me the boost was again, my senior year in high school. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when, um. I guess I'm gonna. When did you decide to write a book about it? Did you just decide like I have all this knowledge and I need to that, get it down on paper? <laughs> yeah, partly. Yeah, I mean, I I had released a couple books prior. Um, oh, okay, okay. Uh, and but it was like they were. I, I like. I love young. Uh, um, excuse me. I almost said young adult, but uh, <laughs> um, young readers chapter books. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, you know, so I've got like a series right now um, that I'm rebranding at the moment because the, the first one that I released, it was called Kevin in the Upside Down Halloween. It's mm -hmm. about three, um, three third graders, um, two boys and a girl, and their teacher ends up going out because she's she goes out on maternity leave because um, she ended up having the baby early. But mm -hmm. they don't they've never heard of that because, again, they're in third grade and their new teacher comes in right before Halloween and her um, last name is Witchner. So they believe that she's actually a witch that kidnapped her teacher and um oh. in an attempt to take over the classroom the school the town and eventually the world so they go on this like mission to try to uh you know find their teacher save her and bring evidence to the sheriff so they can arrest her and so so that was that was my uh first one um because I, awesome. I, I i've got I've, i really have a third grade imagination still <laughs> to this day that's and okay th those were my those were my like happy years and you know yeah. it's funny because i joke about it too because i'm like yeah i remember um i was in third grade twice so <laughs> I loved it so much. I actually was in third grade twice. So, hey, um, it happened. So I, I love that you did, you write for kids. I mean, I think more people need to do that, especially more people in our field. Like Leah Fisher, she writes, you know, cryptids for kids. But I think um, I have a few cryptid books for kids, but they're for younger kids. And so right. one for a third grade level, my son's about to be in third grade. That would be phenomenal. So yeah. I, I'll be checking those out. But um yeah. I mean, I think that educating our kids, um, all kids about cryptids this early, I mean, it's vital because you, like you said, 
you got interested in cryptids because of a book in the library, like, mm-hmm. or and Godzilla, but yeah. you know, a book in the library and that got you hooked. And so I think if we educate the next generation of little cryptid squatcher researchers, then mm-hmm. I mean, start fresh, start now, get them hooked and then raise them up right, researching right. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and having fun with it, and yes. um, so the next, the next, I, in twenty twenty, March of twenty twenty, or was mm-hmm. it February? I released through Dark Moon Press Publishing, uh, Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround. It's mm-hmm. part of part of the rebranding, and um, it's the same three kids, and they go to a uh, summer camp, and um, well, it's it's a weekend camp, and uh, um, they the counselor ends up talking to them and saying that they're they could potentially have to close down the camp because of um, uh, some uh, alleged Bigfoot sightings in the area. So the three pull together, to try to come up with a plan to capture the Bigfoot and save oh. their, uh, save their camp. So, um, but it's for ages, I'd say anywhere from six, right up to maybe nine or 10. Okay. So right, right in that range. So, um, awesome. it, it, so, you know, I, I had a lot of fun writing it and, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, the, my most recent, um, American cryptids, that is pretty much, you know, everything that I, in, in the book, I talk about how, you know, like my mind has been like this hard drive and, you know, it's yeah. like this book was me actually just downloading everything, you know, yes. and getting it on paper. And yeah. so that was, that was kind of the purpose of it too, is to kind of, kind of get it all out too. And, uh, um, it was, it was, it was a lot because, you know, my, my goal was to not write a book as if, it, or excuse me, in a sense is like how everybody else has been writing their books. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is originally when I was starting it out, I would start just like every other book, get chapter one, Wendigo, chapter two, Chupacabra, yeah. and doing the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. all the greats have already done this. And I'm like, right. I want to do something different, really, really different. So that's why I decided I was going to cover all 50 states in it. And, um, you know, talk about, you know, the, the history of the state, the native Americans, you know, that lived in the yes. state lore, yeah. the, um, you know, cause, cause the, a lot of my research, especially nowadays, I'd say in the last 20 years has been native American lore. Like, you know, a lot of people, they study from like 1967, the Patterson Gimlin film forward. And mm-hmm. I, I started to 67 and I go backwards. Yeah. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. And, There's a lot of history there that nobody knows about. Yeah, well, the, and the thing is, is what we know today in the names that we have today and a lot of what we do mm-hmm. came from the native Americans. So yes. I wanted to highlight a tribe from each state, um, you know, just talk about how they lived, how they hunted, you know, what they lived in. Um, and, you know, some of the lore that they, they, you know, um, you know, would speak of and, and some of the creatures, you know, that they were, you know, concerned about and some that they say that they lived, you know, um, you know, side by side with and in unity um and then i i close it out with a um uh, an alleged uh, bigfoot sighting um mm-hmm. and i say alleged because you know i wasn't there it's not my right. sighting so yeah. um but you know so so it was really just I, I wanted to do something different and i wrote it in a sense as in like you're not just reading a book right i i wrote it in a sense where i'm like okay i'm taking you on a journey and that was that was the whole point of writing it the way that I was doing it because I wanted to also make it personal and, and again mm-hmm. you're not just reading my book you feel like I'm actually I'm like your your travel guide you know yeah. each state and you know like a travelogue and right. um, so again I just wanted it be, to be so different and um, 
it's done well, you know. Um, the other thing too is I wanted it to be able to be made somewhat personal with 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 individuals. Like anybody that's picked it up, first thing they've done is they've gone to the state that they either live in or where they're mm -hmm. from, and read the history on it. You know, they you know they've got some memories from it. Like I'm from Vermont, so you mm -hmm. know it's fun to write about Vermont. And you yeah. know, so anybody who's from Vermont or has visited there, you know, I mentioned Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, Ben and Jerry's, you know, different things <laughs> yeah. and different things from different states. So you know, again, so it's it's kind of personal. You know, it, it's personalized to a sense um, to, to different people. So uh, I had a lot of fun writing it. Um, the the toughest part but yet not really it didn't turn out to be as tough as i thought it was going to be was to try to um uh get an encounter from all 50 states yeah. now i didn't want to be that guy who went online and just punched in bfro or something and then yeah. said okay each state i didn't want to be that guy because i really wanted this book to be original um so but, but the thing was is like I, I run a business during the week so it's like i can't get to all 50 states how am i gonna get to all 50 states mm -hmm. and then try to track people down so i came up with this plan so i did use google but what i did yeah. was i used google maps yes. and i pulled up each state and i i, I kind of zoomed yeah. in until i found an area that was really covered you know with like you know um forests um mm -hmm. and then I, I and then i looked for like the closest town that was next to it Pulled up the town, did some research on the town, found every mom and pop, corner store, diner, um, bowling alley, barbershop, what have you. And um, just simply called them and just said, hey, I'm writing a book on uh, Sasquatch and I heard there's been some sightings in your area. What can you tell me? And if they didn't know somebody, they knew somebody who knew somebody. And um, they were able to put me in contact with the person. So, That's awesome. Um, so, so each one... Um, I mean, there's a couple that that um, I, I would say have been written in other books, like Whitehall, New York, because um, mm -hmm. I live, you know, about an hour and a half from Whitehall, New York, and my research area is actually in Whitehall, New York. Okay, so that I was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> yeah, so I, I used, um, so I used, you know, like you know, um, the, um, the that that story, you know, mm -hmm. um, that had happened in Whitehall, you know. 30 40 right. years ago uh had to put that in there because i mean it's new york it's one of the one of the famous ones so yes um so i did put that one in there but i did also talk about um because i i love legends and i love lore um kinderhook new york is said to be the home of um the um the headless horseman and and yeah, okay, um, yeah. so um it, so I, I put that in there in the New York chapter as well, talk talking about you know Ichabod Crane and the story behind it. So, mm -hmm. um, so everything is 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 cryptid, but yet there there are a few you know kind of you know ghost kind of legend stories thrown into it as well. I love that. I love that because, I, I mean it it's like when you describe your book, it's it's lore, it's folklore, it's encounters. And then it sounds like you just did a lot of research on the state itself, which I love that. I love that premise. That's definitely a lot more than um, I've read in any other cryptid book. Uh, so I really love that premise. Well, thank you. It's, it's, and I'll tell you, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was really a lot of fun doing that because, you know, I love history and I, I wanted to learn about every state as well. I mean, because, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many states that I've never even been to. And, you know, to be able to just really kind of look at it and, and read about it and, and research it, uh, it was just a lot of fun. It, it made the process really fun. Yeah. No, I'm sure it did. So I have to ask. And it's my show, so I can ask. Oklahoma, what did you do for Oklahoma? Oh, God. 
See, now you're going to make me grab it. I'm going to make you pull it out. Because there's 50, there's, there are 50, there, hold on, let me, let me actually grab this. Not only are there 50 cryptids, but there's all the uh, state information that you put in there too, which I love that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Hold on, let me, let me, let me grab a copy of this so I can pull it up. So. Okay. (laughs) We get a tour of your house as well. That works. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i'm in my I'm in my music room yep okay so you said what i'm sorry uh what state was it oklahoma and i had somebody say you wrote the book and you, you can't put i'm like yeah you write 50 chapters yeah <laughs> it's, a, no, it's all good <laughs> especially when you wrote the book and then launched it and you're working on like 10 different other things since it's been published yes <clears throat> okay all right now what was your question oklahoma mm-hmm. what was my cryptid okay let me see uh, the alligator man really yes i thought you were going to go with the oklahoma octopus so i'm happy with that (laughs) i would rather bigfoot be our cryptid because we actually have those here but (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i've done a lot of research on the well not a lot but i've looked into the oklahoma octopus thing it's not a thing stop saying it's a thing (laughs) it's, it's funny because um you know Every, every time, you know, I talk to somebody, I hear of something new, you know, like yeah. a new type of cryptid. And, uh, um, like, you know, um, I was watching a show earlier in the week and somebody said something uh, about, um, what was it, praying mantis man or something like that. Oh. And I'm just like, I'm like, is this, is this, you know, it, it's like the more the more I'm in this subject, like the more like things come out, like yeah. I'm still blown away. It was a few months ago. I was talking to one guy and he asked me about raccoon man. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I, I can't talk to you anymore. Cause I, I've never heard of raccoon man. And I, I, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear where you heard about this because now we're just, you know, it's cr- the subject's crazy enough as it is, but now yeah. it's just like, it, it just, it gets, it gets nutty. It gets, you didn't nutty, cover so. the Coonagator. No, no, <laughs> no, I, you know, I can always, that's the, we'll see. And that's the beauty of it is, uh, you know, I never want to do the United States again, uh, <laughs> but you know, if I did, you know, um, yeah. there's so many, there's so many more that I could cover in it. And, and, yeah. and, and that's the thing is, um, there's just so, there's so much. And then when I talk to different people and, uh, um, I, I'm just here. I'm like, really? I've never heard of that. I've never yeah. heard of that. And it just, it, it just, it blows my mind. It really does. Um, you know, yeah. the, the stuff that I, that I hear and, um, you know, and I'll have people that'll reach out to me, you know, about their encounters and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, some, some of the stuff that they tell me, it just kind of like blows my mind. I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I've never heard of that guy. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. I don't, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that are really hard to swallow like the rake uh that one for me doesn't uh that one bothers me um there's a few others oh crap there's a deer there's a deer one that just blows my mind but um they're all kind of hard to swallow they are but it's you know for me it's um it's if i can explain it as something else there was one uh, um in boggy boggy bottom area down in Southern Oklahoma, 
Um, Marvin Leeper actually talks about this. It was like a Bigfoot type thing, but it had horns. And he said what he thinks it was is a Bigfoot had a deer over his shoulder and the horns were. Okay. Yeah. And so he he basically kind of researched it and, you know, that's what he thinks it is. So if it can be researched and kind of explained as something else, sure. you know, um, hey, okay, had a couple questions. Uh, Alan Lassiter, he is a huge fan. He wanted to know, what did you find out about South Carolina? All right. I'm interested in that one because they have Lizard Man there. Okay. Let me see. Okay. So, South Carolina. Uh... Okay. That's what I thought. So, this was one of the chapters where I didn't necessarily go with a cryptid um, from oh, the, okay. the, the local. I went... Um, from the uh, uh, the Gula people, um, which was a tribe, uh, and I uh, wrote about the Boohags. I don't okay. know if you've heard of the legend of the Boohags. Never heard of Boohags. Okay. I know a few probably, but I've never. Heard of <laughs> yes, yes. So, whoops. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. My phone went crazy on me there. Yeah, I did. Um, so the boo the Boohags are. Um, they're described as kind of like spirits, kind of like mm -hmm. witches. And right. what they say that they do is that they come into your um, house at night and, um, and I guess they target, they target men. And um, what they say that the, the spirit does is, is it comes in and it, it rides the man to exhaustion. And then um, one um, either sucks the life out of him through mm -hmm. his nose or um, just until he's completely done. Okay. Until he's completely done. Um, and uh, so it's it's just a real kind of kind of cool story. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and you know, there's a lot of people that that say um, like sleep paralysis. Yeah. Um, they, that um, that's where it kind of came from. Yeah. But it's it's in reality, it's actually a boo hag that's on that's top interesting. of you, and that they yeah. could potentially be actually um, you know doing the same to women. So, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's what I covered was the boo hag. I thought that's I liked it because I, I love the story of the boo hags. Like I love that legend. So when you said South Carolina, I'm like, I'm like, I think that's the boo hag. But I'm going to double check sure, yeah. before I start saying it. But, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I've so, never heard them. I've heard the sleep paralysis and the devil on your back, demon on your back, mm -hmm. um, that it was an incubus or a succubus. I've heard that it was called something else, some other kind of, witch type thing that did it to you but I, I don't think i had ever heard that it was called a boo hag so that's very interesting yeah i remember um, when i was uh researching the state and i was you know looking you know at the, the various different uh cryptids and the, like that just popped up i'm like well what is this this sounds yeah. interesting you know it's because again you know you'll hear some type of crazy name for something and then you know like boo hags i'm like what is that and then the more i was <laughs> reading into it i'm like this is this is actually really cool yeah it's terrifying as all hell um, to think about, yeah. um, you know, that they, they would like, they would, I guess, make their way through like open windows or cracks and foundation to get into the house to, uh, you know, take your soul. And, uh, so it was just, for me, it was just like, okay, I, I gotta put this in here. Cause this is, no. this is really cool. This is different, you know, plus also, yeah. you know, the readers are going through and they're reading it. They're going to be expecting to hear something about some type of a uh, creature and right. then, boom, it's just something different. So there's so many 
Well, I guess what you could, I guess you wouldn't call them cryptids, but creatures like that, that you mm -hmm. could, I mean, you could do a whole nother book on just the myths and yeah. legends of those. Um, that is fascinating. I, uh, I, I, uh, Bigfoot Crossroads said they are commonly known as hags, which I guess mm -hmm. I had heard that term before. Um, I'm a victim of sleep paralysis, uh, like my whole life. So mm -hmm. I guess I'm very intimately familiar with boo hags apparently didn't yeah. know it <laughs> sure sure <laughs> didn't know it okay um we did have a question up here from cryptid bill they wanted to know have you ever had a cryptid encounter i haven't um okay. i've had experiences um but i i this is the way i always state my luck i am the guy who's late to the party every single time i've been I that miss girl it every <laughs> single time yeah. Um, so I, I've had experiences, you know, being out in the woods and being in certain areas, um, but I've never actually been able to have like that face to face encounter mm -hmm. where I can say, hey, this is what I saw. So, Same. you know, I, I always have like the, the, the aftermath of what somebody saw, you know, the experience after where they're at, or I've been in an area mm -hmm. where I've experienced strange encounters mm -hmm. um, <laughs> or excuse me, or let me say strange occurrences. I should say, um, yes. but I haven't been able to actually put my eyes on anything. Um, and um, the 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 leader of the group that I'm with, the New York Bigfoot Society, um, he's been doing paranormal research for I think I don't know 25, 26 years. I always say right around that 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 number. I know yeah. it's in that area. Yeah. Um, and he's been doing um, Sasquatch for about twelve or thirteen years, um, maybe a little more. Um, and, um, you know, he's, uh, his education is an animal behavior background. Like he ran okay. like a humane society, you know, science, everything. Mm -hmm. So very, very smart, smart guy. He's also a, um, avid hiker and survivalist. And, um, he's the guy that, you know, they send out to save people, you know, who get lost in the woods. And, uh, um, so he knows everything that, you know, is out there. Like he, he can, he can there's no misidentification for him. Right. Um, and in January I was sitting at, at my office at work and, and he ends up sending me a message saying, I just saw a Bigfoot. And for him to say it, it just, yeah. it, it, it's, it's almost as if I was there because again, he's the first one to be able to say, this is why this is. Um, so it was very, um, you know, uh, you know, again, late, late to the party. Why was I not out with him? <laughs> you know, that's so. how it goes every time, every time. Yeah. I've, I've just come to the, I've come to the decision. Like Bigfoot just doesn't want me to see it. That's just, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Yeah. agreed. Agreed. Um, so you've done, you've written this book, you've done a lot of research, you've covered I mean, a lot of encounters for the book. You've covered a lot of encounters through your podcast and then just being in this community in the field. So my question is, what is the most unbelievable encounter you've ever heard that you believe? That I've ever heard most unbelievable. Um, well, um, one of the encounters that I put in the book, um, there was a gentleman who was fishing and um and he ended up um you know he had some like pieces of wood come flying at him after he heard this loud bang 
mm-hmm. um, this loud smash crack noise. And he turned around and looked behind him and there was like this like um, overhang kind of like cliff area. Um, and when he looked up there, what he claims he saw was a Bigfoot holding a log and he was slamming it up against the tree. Um, and it was, it was, it was yelling and there was all kinds of, um, you know, wood, the wood was coming from the log that he was hitting it, coming down, hitting him. So he got up and he ran off. He said it was, it, you know, it, it, the encounter lasted a while, but he only saw it for a few seconds cause he turned and ran. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's very un, it, it, it's not a natural encounter it's not a normal encounter mm-hmm. an encounter is normally not hey i'm trying to get your attention look at me right. um so it for me it was you know kind of unbelievable but yet awesome at the same time that oh, yeah. this gentleman saw this and and you know when i when i picked the encounters to put in the book um and i, I want to make sure i like to say this on, on on every every show that i'm on um i got multiple encounters but the the encounters that i went with were the individuals who weren't looking they weren't, right. they didn't, they weren't believers. They weren't looking. Yeah. They were just living their life. Um, yes. Those are the best kind. <laughs> this gentleman had no, you know, no understanding of Bigfoot. He had heard of Bigfoot because of Jack Link's. Other than that, <laughs> like he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't care. Like he had no, you know, it was just like, okay, what a bunch of, you know, loonies, you know, believing mm-hmm. in Bigfoot, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, when you're talking to people that, legitimately saw something that changed their life because they start out talking kind of normal and then when they get to it they kind of trail off a little bit and they're they're kind of trying to still put together you know what they what they saw and what they understood you know i had a lot of people you know that you know they they gave me their encounters but yet it was so practiced it was so like it was normal and I'm just like, but that's not, that's not yeah. really normal. Like I, I want, I want the encounters from people again, that weren't looking nothing right. against anybody, you know, because obviously, you know, yeah. you know, we go out in the woods. Um, if somebody, if I had an encounter and somebody, you know, wanted to go with somebody who didn't, you know, wasn't yeah. out looking, I, I totally get it. I, I yeah. completely get it. And, uh, um, I mean, because you got real emotion from these people and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there were a lot of the, a lot of the encounters were, you know, seconds, mm-hmm. you know, which that's what a lot of them are. Um, this one, he said, you know, I, I think, I think like 45 seconds or something. But the thing was, part of that was him running away with his back and still hearing the, 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 um, the smacking of the log on the tree. Mm-hmm. So he only saw it for a few seconds. He came back later with some friends, <clears throat> excuse me to try to, you know, look, you know, to see if they could find anything. Um, and, you know, on the ground, there were the, the pieces of wood that he said came flying at him. And, uh, but, um, so that was, again, what, what, what made it was the fact that the, it's like the, the Sasquatch was trying to get attention mm-hmm. is what made it kind of unbelievable, but yet believable because the way that the gentleman was telling me the story, um, right. and the way that he ran, you know, and then I've had, you know, many people say, you know, well, you know, maybe he was in an area where, you know, there was, there was a reason for it to act like that. You know, a, a juvenile was in the area and he was too close or something happened, um, which of course, you know, he doesn't know. I don't know. That's, yeah. those, those are all just theories, but so it was very, it, it was a very strange um, a- encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other ones that, you know, some folks told me like, 
I got on the phone with this one guy and he, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen Bigfoot. He goes, I've seen many of them. I'm like, well, how many? He's like, well, hundreds of them. I'm just like, click, you know, I'm just like, I, yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it. Okay. Maybe, maybe you did, maybe you did, but uh, again, it doesn't, it's hard to swallow. It's, it's very, very hard to swallow. So, mm -hmm. you know, so again, the encounters in the books, you know, they're, they're short and sweet, you know, and a lot of people were like, this is what I think I saw. You know, they weren't like, I'm 100%. They're like, this is mm -hmm. what I think I saw. Yeah. And um, so those, those are the ones I went with because, you know, while talking to the people, you could feel the emotion. You could, yes. you could hear the, the excitement, anxiety in their voice. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, in some of them, you, you could, you could still hear the fear, you know, yes. and you know, when they, when they get on there and they, they, they're, you know, they start out by saying, I, I don't really know what I saw, but it really changed what I believe that makes yes. a big impact. So, Absolutely. um, you, you know, some, some, some of the stuff with the book, I mean, some of the feedback that I've gotten on the book, I mean, I've gotten phenomenal feedback across the board, but I've had a few people that have been upset because they're, they're like, you know, they didn't like the encounters because, you know, the encounters is like, I think I saw this or, um, yeah, like they weren't 100% sure. And they're, they're like, well, well, how come, you know? And I said, because it's a nonfiction book, it's not yeah. fiction. You know, yeah. it's like, I wasn't going to add anything to this story. I wasn't going to try to sell the story. This is their story, their encounter that they're telling me. And that's mm -hmm. the one I chose to put in, put in the book. So, yeah. um, so yeah, but, uh, but I mean, overall, I mean, the, the book's done very, very well. I'm very yeah. pleased with it. Um, I'm happy with it. And which is, you know, as an author, you really want to be happy with, with <laughs> yeah. what you put out um because there's there's been times where um i i've talked to some authors and they were just not happy i'm like well why'd you let it go out and uh yeah and i've been there myself i've been there myself you know the excitement kind of gets going and you want to get it out and, mm -hmm. um you know so and then it's out and then you're like ah, i wish i'd done this i wish i'd done that i, I think every author this. does that part you know they're yeah. like oh i'd change this if i could go back um so yeah if you could give advice to any authors out there um, within the cryptid realm or whatever they're writing, what would it be? Um, that you're going to start writing a manuscript. You're going to get rolling with it. It's going to be going good. And then you're going to hit a wall <laughs> and you're going to put it down and you're not going to pick it back up again. And every time you, you well, when you do pick it up again, you're going to hate what you wrote. You're not like this. You're not going to like that. That is 100% normal. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That does not mean that you failed or you're failing or you're a bad writer. It means that you've hit a wall. You had a creative idea um, that you, you didn't, you weren't necessarily able to 100% execute on. And that doesn't mean that, you know, five years from then you can't go back and right. pick it up again and start rolling with it i've got a ton of manuscripts that are just sitting there that need to be finished um yeah. and i but i need to have that that inspiration and i need mm -hmm. to be able to to figure out where i went wrong so that right. does happen so for anybody who's getting into writing or or, or you are an author um, you're, you're not in it alone. This, this stuff happens to everybody and, you know, just, just keep writing and, um, you're, you're eventually going to come up with, you know, what it is that you want. But if you're sitting on 30 manuscripts and you've only published two, yeah, that's okay. You know what? That's very, very normal. That's, that's very, very normal. That's um, good to know. so just, 
just keep just keep writing and just just keep going and uh i've got some friends you know that 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 have big 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 names i mean like just across every genre Mm -hmm. um uh new york times bestsellers and um and they run into the same the same the same situations yeah um and you know a lot of these these um larger writers too you know with um like the 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 big names understand that they have ghostwriters that help them too yeah because they have contracts where they have to maybe put out a couple books a year Mm -hmm. where are they going to find time to do that and so they have ghostwriters and that's not I don't mean that's somebody writing the book for them. That's somebody helping them along with ideas. Um, You know, so, uh, you you know, I mean, everybody, you know, from big to small, you know, definitely has those times when they struggle. And for anybody who's out there trying to get published, um, you know, let's say with the big five publishers. Okay. I was with one of them at one time. Mm -hmm. Just, (laughs) you know, if you want to own your book, look to independent publishers really you're you're going to be you're, you're going to be happier they're going to work with you more directly and your sales are going to be just as good um little secret here for um a lot of folks that don't know um you know a lot of people i know i'd mentioned it before but a lot of people want to end up on the new york times bestselling list okay it has nothing to do with book sales just so everybody knows here's a little yeah. secret okay it has to do with how much your publisher is willing to pay the new york times to have you on the list mm-hmm. because it's all marketing i work in marketing it's all marketing if you end up on that list you're going to sell a lot of books i always wondered so, about that because i've read a few books on the new york times bestseller that i didn't think should have been and i had never i i didn't think sold very well first of all and that mm-hmm. i didn't think should be worthy of that list so that, let me, that makes let me sense. Throw this thank out you at, yeah. Well, let me throw this out at you. How did they end up on number two or number one on the list when the book hasn't even been released yet and they haven't even had pre-sales? That too, yeah. Yep. So, but, you know, that, but at the same time, you know, people that are on it, you know, there's some phenomenal books that are on it. So, there you know, are, yeah. again, I've had friends on it. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it's a marketing world. It, it, it really it is. Really and is. Um, no, nobody cares, you know, about book number 11. You know, it's the, yeah. the top 10 all they care about so um again just throwing that out there that you know if your your publisher is willing to pay for it then you'll happily happily uh land on it but you know the the biggest thing is is to find a a publisher that's going to work with you um that's going to understand what you're looking for um not so that way you can dictate everything because if you're going with a publisher you really want to listen to what they're saying too because they're in the business for a reason um so you know you can have a better relationship um that way and um i i did better with um independent publishers than i did with um one of the big guys um so you know again you know anybody that's out there you know um the other thing too is a lot of independent publishers they don't require a um an agent i had one before mr cody i'll I'll just say his name (laughs) um and uh the majority of what they do for you, you can, you can do on your own, especially right. the, in a lot of the independent publishers, they at one time worked for a large publisher or uh, they were literary, they were in a little literary agent. So yeah. they know how to do the marketing. They know what to do. They, they, they know what not to do. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, for instance, um, you, you know, a lot of people want to see their books in Barnes and Noble and all these retailers. 
don't worry about them ending up there because everybody's going to go on Amazon and buy your book anyways. No one's going to go sure. to Barnes and Noble and buy your book. <laughs> yeah. The only time I bought a book in Barnes and Noble was because I happened to be in there. Other than exactly. that, I don't go to Barnes and Noble. I'm yeah. a writer. I don't go to Barnes and Noble to buy books. <laughs> yeah. So if you're like, oh, well, I, I want my book in all these stores. Well, here's, here's the problem with that. They put them in all these stores. Let's say they don't sell. Well, guess what? The publisher has to buy those books back. Oh, so man, that's something yeah. else. That's another reason hits your commissions, you know, yeah, it, it's yeah. really not. So, um, so for all you writers out there just getting into it or whatever, um, just again, just keep doing what you're doing and, um, you know, that you're, you're going to be your own success. So. I appreciate the insight. Um, I know that just from the creative content that I've been doing, I've learned a valuable lesson in if you're not feeling it, don't force it. Um, mm -hmm. because when you do, it shows, it shows in your work yeah. that you're, not on your game um and that sucks when you're hitting deadlines and you need to get content out but um mm -hmm. that's why i always try to stay ahead on my content because i know i'm gonna have a bad week or an off week or whatever so yes uh that would be my advice if you're not feeling it yep. don't force it <laughs> um no no a, absolutely yeah. had a good question uh what native american story have you come across in your research that made the biggest impression on you uh -huh. Um, every single one of them. Uh, yeah. I, I can't, I honestly, I can't pick because a lot of the way that the, the, the tribes lived was very similar to, to each tribe. Um, but when you start looking into their, their background and their lore, um, I, I mean, that's when, you know, it just, it, it's, it just becomes amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I guess I, I would say, um, uh, you know, being from Vermont, I'd say probably the Abenaki. Um, okay. they're also, um, a tribe who also were one of the first to, um, say that they had a champ sighting. Really? Um, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of, um, the, the Iroquois, um, another one because, you know, Lake Champlain borders, um, Vermont and New York. Mm -hmm. Um, but being, being from, um, Vermont, um, I definitely, uh, I'd say the, uh, the Abnaki, um, and you know, like there's, there's an area that they used to live in in Vermont. And there's actually a camp there now. And when I worked for this one company, uh, we would deliver water there. It was a camp for, um, um, you know, um, like, a, like a regular, like, you know, boys and girls type oh, of yeah. uh, okay. Uh, okay. camp. And they had it on right on the lake. So um, I would definitely say um, that's the, um, Abnaki is the first tribe that I ever, you know, as a, as a, as a young guy actually looked into as a, as, as a young boy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would have to say the first one that I ever looked into because, you know, for me, you know, when you read about them in school and you're, they're taught, you know, you're just taught about how they're, they're a tribe of people and you right. know, how they lived. And this was a long time ago and that's it. You know, yeah. you don't hear any, anything else, you know, but when I fell into, you know, what they believed, um, you know, spiritually yeah. and as far as, um, you, you know, the way that, that they lived past just, you know, using bow and arrows, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what they, they actually did. Um, it just, it, it, it kind of set me on a path and that's when I, I came across, you know, like, you know, lore and they came across, oh, they, they spotted champ. You know, and that's that's when it, it's. It, I was like, wait a minute, you know, and then I started looking into other um, other uh, native tribes and mm -hmm. uh, learning what they learned about. But I guess I would have to go back to my my first love champ and the first um, uh, tribe that I actually looked into further than just 
um, you know, what their name was and, right. um, you know, you know, what, what, what they hunted. Yeah. Did you have, did you find yourself, um, coming up against any walls with the native Americans, um, trying to get information? Yes. Um, it, it, the, it's it, it it's really about I guess how you approach it because mm -hmm. especially when it comes to a book, you know, um, uh, you know, it's it, there's writing this book. I wanted to put them in there not because it would be cool to have it in there, yeah. but because I what I know is based off of what they've written and what they've passed down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a matter of really approaching them with what you want to put in there and showing them the respect of why you're putting it in there. Because if you, um, you know, you go through the native American section in, in each state, you'll see that the, the lore and what they believe that section of, um, that portion is smaller than actually how they lived and what they did. Um, because again, I, I wanted to highlight them and I wanted it to be a respect thing. Yes. Um, and you know so you, you will you will come across you know some some tribes that are just like you know because and, and that's the other reason that's the other reason why i really appreciate them and um you know research what they say um because you, you you okay so i i've i i've got to sell books you know straightforward yeah, you know, yeah. Well, i gotta sell books they had nothing to gain from what they were saying right so I really respect that. And that's where I feel I get the best information. Um, so, and so I have the uttermost respect for their tribe, their mm -hmm. people and their history. Um, because there's something that I love, um, is their history. So it's, right. it's, uh, again, you're, you're going to get pushback, especially, you know, if you're, you're, you're coming in there as like, Oh, well, I'm writing a book. Well, every yeah. Tom, Dick and Harry can write a book now yeah. and, you know, put it, put, you know, um, self publish it and put whatever they want in it. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah I, I definitely did. Um, but the good thing was I was able to, you know, you know, individuals who, who I've talked to face to face, I've been able to talk to them, uh, you know, like uh, I've already done some research. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to come to them and talk to them in a respectful way about That's what I've learned and be able to get feedback from it and not come right. to them as if, you know, hey, you know, I know everything about you. Yeah. Like, well, this is what I've learned. What can you tell me? Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, you know, everything, you know, that, that I put in the book, you know, even even for the account encounters from the uh, the people, um, you know, that I spoke to that that I, I, I presented in the book. Um, I didn't change anything. You know, I, I took in what they said right. and I, I put it in the book because it's, it's really all about respect. 90% of the people didn't want their name mentioned. There was 10% that did. I just yes. said, you know what, out of respect overall, I'm not going to mention anybody's name. Um, Absolutely. you know, this, this, this book is about, you know, learning about, you know, different, different areas, you know, different States in, in the U S um, mm -hmm. learning about, you know, different tribes, you know, different legend, lore and, and, and creatures and, you know, an encounter that, that you know, has said to have happened. Um, so uh, there's no there's no exaggeration in anything that I put in there. Um, it was what what they had said to me, um, how they put it in there. And I just I just put it in there. And the other thing that I, I, I made sure not to do 
is put my opinion in anything. So you That's won't you won't find my opinion. Every once in a while, there's a couple things in there where I say my theory on something. Right. But theory is theory. Theory isn't isn't fact, and I wouldn't argue yeah. with anybody about my theory. So um, I, I I tried to keep it just total complete. You know, me a tour guide taking you on there, and yes. just let's have fun. Let's have fun, and let's read about this. Let's learn, and um, uh, again, just you know, just just. I just wanted to have fun with it. That's awesome. I think, you know, with approaching people about their stories or the Native Americans about their lore, there's a big difference between, hey, I'm here to use your information for my own gain versus I value your information and I will honor it. And, you know, the history um, in my book. So, all right, we can find your book on Amazon. Yes? Yes. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I'm adding that. I had a question about that. And okay. So um, what would you say your favorite cryptid is? Um, without a doubt, champ bottom. Champ. I mean, w without a doubt. Yeah. It, and it's, it's funny too, because, you know, a lot of folks see me as, as a Bigfoot guy, um, which, which I get, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I understand, but um, in reality, it, you know, I'm, I, I am, I'm a, I'm, uh, you know, born and raised in Vermont on Lake Champlain. I'm a, I'm a champ guy all the way. So, um, okay. one of my, um, uh, friends, uh, who, who wrote the forward for the book, Katie, she, uh, you know, she does, uh, she owns a uh, uh, champ search. Okay. Um, yeah, she's same, same thing, same thing right there. She just, uh, you know, it's her, her favorite cryptid and, uh, awesome. yeah, I just love champ. I love champ. And I mean, will I go underwater looking for champ? Absolutely not. I will stay in the boat. <laughs> But I love, I, I love Champ, you know, and, and again, you know, the history with it, the history with Champ is, is awesome too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and some of the, you know, uh, pictures, you know, that, that, that have been, you know, uh, passed down, some of them, you know, you can really look at and, and be like, okay, well, that's, that's, that's a log, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. But then there's others that are just like, yeah, you know, I don't 100% know, you know, I can't, I can't say yay or nay on that. And that's, that's, uh, again, you know, with, what keeps me going with with all the uh, all the cryptids? I just yeah, love lore. I, I I love mystery and legend. Legend just yeah. pumps me up. Same here. Um, same here. I I get excited about the hunt. I do. Um, that definitely is the same thing. Keeps me going. Okay, so you you're a busy guy. You're an author. You host a podcast. You're in marketing, which takes up about a thousand percent of your time, I'm sure, because one of my mm -hmm. good friends is also in marketing. Um, so, do you have time to research? Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I have to make time. Mm -hmm. I have to make time, and uh, you know, it's 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 usually um, around this time at night. You know, when okay. when everything <laughs> calms down, and uh, um, that's, that's a lot of the time, you know, when I'll, I'll, I'll be, uh, researching and, uh, are you talking about getting out in the woods or yeah, uh, yeah. all the way around? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, um, yeah, that's it. That's it, not as much as I, I wish I could. Same. Definitely not. <laughs> um, you know, thank, you know, thank God, you know, uh, I'm with a group though that, um, you know, that, that understands that too, because mm -hmm. everybody's, you know, lives are different and, um, yeah. Uh, you know, like for instance, the leader of our group, his days off are, are Wednesday and Thursday, mine are Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So, um, you know, so when, when I, we, we go out together, I, I go out with him, you know, during the week, you know, so one, two o'clock in the morning, then I'm coming home and just time to go to work. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Oh, so, man, it, you brutal. know, um, 
<laughs> it, it it is you know but you know it, you know i enjoy it and uh you know i'm definitely going to get out more this year um than last year i know you know some of it had to do with covid why you know right. we didn't get out much last year but um the, the other the other part was was definitely my schedule was was nuts and uh um this year it's 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 not going to be so bad um I'm doing more radio shows this year um, mm -hmm. and then than like appearances. And last year I didn't end up doing any because they all got canceled yeah. right yeah. right before they were supposed to happen. So, so I, I didn't really plan anything. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, I definitely don't get out as much as, as, as I'd like to. And, and let me even say it like this as much as I, I really need to. Same. It's like, I'm, I have to choose between spending my free time creating content or going out in the field and it's it's like a catch-22 you know it's it's rough i get it um so yeah. i live vicariously through all of my people who do get to go out and <laughs> yes <laughs> jealously As but also I. vicariously <laughs> okay so if you would please um tell me about where we can find everything what you've got going on with the New York Bigfoot Society podcast, and then if you have any future projects you'd like us to know about. Sure, certainly. Well, I'll, first I'll start with the podcast. Uh, a few weeks back, we actually ended um, our, our um, third season. Um, so we're going to be picking it back up in the fall. Um, so uh, that's, uh, again, the New York Bigfoot Society. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to that. And... Um, uh, as far as um, currently um, writing the follow-up to American Cryptids, um, kind of like I'm putting okay. outlines together, uh, but I am looking at I'm uh, doing international though because um, obviously I've done all 50 states, so I want to do something right. different. So I'm going to be doing it, um, picking like 12 to 15 countries, and okay. similar similar layout. Um, so I'm, I'm in the process of doing that. As well as um, I've got some, um, you know, more, you know, radio shows, podcasts coming up that I'm going to be on. As well as um, there's some uh, festival festivals and conferences that I'm going to be at. Um, awesome. This Friday, I'm this Friday I'm flying out to um, uh, Tennessee. I'm excited. I've never been to Tennessee before. Um, <laughs> beautiful. The, um, uh, that's what I heard. Uh, Smoky <laughs> Mountain Bigfoot Festival. So awesome. I'm going to be uh, speaking at that on Saturday with um, Cliff Barackman. And um, I think Ron Moorhead, um, okay. last I knew Ron Moorhead was supposed to be there. Um, cool. But Cliff is definitely going to be there. Um, and then in August, I'm going to be in Port Henry, New York at the Lake Champlain um, uh, Champ Monster Festival. Okay. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then in September, as of right now, it's still a go. I'm going to be in Whitehall, New York, speaking at the um, okay. uh, Sasquatch uh, Festival that they have every year. Uh, Par Paul Bartholomew is supposed to be there as well. Well, he's, he's always there. He, he lives in Whitehall. Um, anybody who has looked into Whitehall knows who Paul is. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Um, October, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana at DeadCon convention. Um, awesome. I'll be there and that's, that's, that's going to be, I mean, they're all really cool, but that's, this one's, you know, very, very different. Like it's not just going to be like, you know, paranormal investigators and cryptozoologists. Um, yeah. it's going to be a lot of movie stars there. Um, like mm -hmm. Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th is going to be there. Um, Ari uh, Lehman, the guy who played the first Jason, the boy in the lake, he's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the, the members of Megadeth are going to be there. So it's going to be, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, 
And then as of uh, right now, uh, again, as long as nothing gets canceled, um, uh, I'll be speaking and appearing at uh, Crypticon in uh, Lexington, awesome. Kentucky in November. So okay. as of right now, that's that's my only only plans. Um, I, I, I'm looking at, you know, I, I'm open to other events uh, mm-hmm. this year if anybody, you know, um, want, wants to reach out to me. But as of right now, that's uh, that's what I've got on the books. And, uh, Man, you're busy. Um, just kind of rolling. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, though, you know. It's a passion. <laughs> yeah. No, and the people you meet there, I think that makes it all worth it. Um, for me, at least in my experience, going to conferences or events, it's the people that I meet and network with that I'm mm-hmm. just like, uh, it makes it worth it every time. Um all right so any future projects besides the events and the book any i know that you've um you're going through into the fray publishing right yeah yeah um that's who uh american cryptids was released through okay all right so and yeah so any documentaries have you been in any documentaries or are you going to be in any documentaries anything like that yep uh there's actually been some um th- uh, different uh, uh, producers and different folks that I've been talking with. Um, okay. I actually um, last last week, um, I guess it aired. I, I nobody, the producers <laughs> never let me know. But um, so last week, um, I was in one of the episodes of Haunted Hospitals. I don't really do oh, paranormal okay. stuff, but yeah. Um, so I, I, I started in Haunted Hospitals. Um, so uh, I'm in episode two, season three. So if uh, anybody awesome. you know has the Discovery Plus app, because if yep. not, you'll have to wait until uh, yeah, the reruns come out. But uh, uh, so yeah, last year I filmed I filmed out in New York City for that. And there's there's a couple other projects that I'm looking at right now. And again, you know, talking with different different producers and different people. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what falls into place. You know, part of the issue is, you know, Corona is is still kind of making people just not really want to yeah. you know, move the needle a whole lot. And, you know, the other thing yeah. too, is just, you know, you know, timing is, is really, really important. Um, you know, <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those <laughs> last minute things. Hey, yeah. you know, can you come out to California for a yeah. week? Just to film? It's like, uh, no, no, I, I can't. Cause you want me to leave tomorrow and that's yes. not going to work. So, um, but like I said, we're looking at, looking at a few different things and, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see, you know, where, you know, where things fall. Right. No, I, I think you've got a pretty full lineup. Um, I, I, oh my gosh, uh, that just, that's a lot, but, um, I mean, thank you for doing what you do for putting the book out for all of us, for all the projects that you work on for the podcast, everything, you know, um, doing what you do is, it's a lot and it's a thankless job. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for coming on Night Callers tonight. I appreciate it very much. My listeners appreciated it. So thank you and good luck with all of your endeavors. And uh, let me know when you drop the second cryptid book so that I can have you back on. (laughs) Absolutely. I certainly will. All right. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. All right. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Bye. All right. Thank you guys for listening in tonight. And thank you for joining in the chat. All the questions. They were great questions. I'm sorry if I didn't get to all of them. Um, But, you know, the conversation's rocking and rolling. Um, I did want to say I want to give a special shout out to the affiliates of Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. Um, Just go check out their their social media, their websites, whatever, and give them a listen and a like because they're all awesome. First, we have Bigfoot Society podcast with Jeremiah Byron. He is doing big things over there, and he is trying to raise money through his show 
to go to different events, um, specifically the Van Meter Visitor event, because that's that's his thing. Um, also check out Where in the Folk on YouTube. And um, for all of these, just if you just go check them out, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, give them a like, uh, Where in the Folk. These guys are great. They cover paranormal, um, Bigfoot Crossroads, Weird Realities, Beaverhook Productions and Bigfoot Club, and last but not least, Planet Fear Podcast. So that is a podcast that I co-host and co-produce with Matt Knapp, and it is true crime and paranormal. So if you are not getting your paranormal fix from Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, but you still want to listen to your happy hostess, you can go to Planet Fear and you can follow us there. We release a new episode every week. And I think it's pretty awesome. I've gotten some really great feedback on it. So you guys go check it out. Again, you can check out all of my affiliates, all of my projects at nightcallersproductions.com. So if you're interested in becoming an affiliate or a member, uh, you can find out how there. So that's all I have for you guys tonight. Be safe, be kind, and I'll see y'all next time.